my use of the projector is not because I cannot preach. It's very calculated and it's very deliberate. Is that okay? And I'm hoping that you will write a few notes when we get to the place where note-taking is important. But it is also because as a shouting congregation, you know when you shout a lot, as we like shouting first up, or you don't shout here. Uh, as a shouting congregation, sometimes when something is coming, you can easily lose the thread of it. This one, if you lose the thread, you see, you will not be able to follow to the end. And that's part of the reason why I'm putting the projection there. So that after you have shouted and shouted, you sit down, your head comes back. You say, where were we? You just, <laughs> you catch up. Is it a good plan? Is it a good idea? Are you happy that it's there? Powerful. So, I hope you have something to write on. And as we go on, you will understand. Who we are. Our Father writes and we send. And I'll be talking more about this in the next few minutes. Who are the senders? I know that some introduction has been made, but I'm going to tell you again who they are. Because it's not, I mean, okay, I'll explain it. Elder Seth has been sending the books out for over five years. For five years, that is how he has lived. For five years, that's how he has married his wife. For five years, that's how he has purchased his property. For five years, that's how he's driven the car that he drives. But he is a sender of what has written. Are you okay? The other sender that I want to introduce to you is Reverend Eric. Reverend Eric is also a sender. He's also in full time. Sending it where it must go. He's actually trotting and jogging to be sent to send it into Asia. So even as here, maybe the next time we come, maybe he will not be with us. Hey, Reverend, to be very somewhere. Are you there? Because the sending it there, we send it. Are you okay? Then, there's somebody, who is Hannah? Francis, where are you? Francis joined us. He's the latest sender who has joined us. And he's been with us for almost, it's already almost six months. And then, there is Hannah somewhere. Yeah. Sometimes, you see, I'm sharing, I'm telling you all this because this is what we are coming to discuss. Yeah. Hannah is our uncle. What do I mean by our uncle? The senders, we are usually people who were a type of person. So when we get there, I'll tell you the type. But if you follow our type, and we don't have somebody to, we will cause financial loss. Are you there? Most of us are very sanguinic, very choleric. We don't like details. We don't like records. We don't like administration. But it's part of the sending. Otherwise, what did you send? Oh, you know, that's what I'm saying. If I call you, I say, I have sent you a parcel. Then you ask me, what address? I say, I don't know. Which town? Eh, I'm not sure. Which station? Eh, eh, they said something, something, something. So to where? Can you find your parcel? No. So we need an anchor. She also does our media for us and does quite a number of things. Amen. And then, my son Kofi is a final year social school student. He's also a 
center leader. He's also a center overseer. But he joins us as a volunteer. You will get into that one too to see what they do. Is that okay? So I've taken my time to say, so you see, everybody has their place. Amen. So this is who we are. Our Father writes and we send. It's not by mistake. It's very deliberate. Now, you can see also that we do different things. In the same meeting, there's a lot of preaching. There's worship there. But you can see that the books are what went. The bottom picture down, there was a meeting we went to. We went to have an all night somewhere with the books. When we were done, I had, the person had told me, bring me 50 Macarios. You see, as I'm here, if I ask you how many of you have the Macarios, you'll start to give me excuses and descriptions. But this was a church. The name was not first love. But it was more first love than us. The man is a follower of Bishop Dag like I've not seen some before. And his church looks just like ours. And when we, he told me to bring him 50 uh, Macarons. And when he said it, I told him, don't worry me. What 50? We are carrying half. So we carried half. Because they are also very heavy. Each one is 10 kilos. So I'm like, it's very painful to carry it and carry it back. So I carried only half. So when we finished, then they said, okay, so we have only half here. There was a stampede and they picked the half. And that's the picture at the bottom there. Amen. That when we send it, some people are in a hurry to receive it. May you be in a hurry to receive it. Amen. One of our, every, every mandate has something that keeps them going. One of our slogans is nowhere is too far. Nowhere is too far. Tell your neighbor, nowhere is too far. Some of you, that's why God brought you to school in Navrongo. By the time you have come from Ho to Navrongo for four years, you understand that nowhere is too far. Is it not true? Because some of you were shivering in your little town. You never knew that you could come out. So we say that nowhere is too far. This picture was taken. We had gone somewhere. And when it was time to go back, they said there's no road. And we asked, ah, what do you mean there's no road? They said, the road by which you came, you cannot return by that road. We said, ah, but you don't do that. We have to go home. Say, if you have to go home, then it's three hours down this road, across a certain river. When we got to the place, there was a huge crowd. So we, ah, it's all part. We are sending it. Amen. I'm let you understand. I told you, I'm telling you who we are. So we are the people who go wherever we've got to go, however we have to get there. Are you there? Are you with me or you have traveled? My friend Asha, please sit down here. Just sit. Yeah, just sit down. Yeah. Just sit down. It's very, very important. I told you already. I've described who should be here. If you didn't see yourself in the description, you. Uh. <laughs> Amen. So that's who we are. So what do we do? You see, for many years, we have not just now come home, but for many years, what we did was not spoken about. We just worked. We never talked about it. But our Father has mandated us to say, go and talk about it and increase the numbers. Because the more numbers we have, the faster we will get where we are going. And that is why, for the first time, we are beginning to move around places describing what we do. Are you here? As that now, there are 15 of us. Um, let me. 
We are called Macarius ministers. Sometimes we are called itinerant ministers. Depending on who you are talking to, our name changes over time. Are you in the house or you have traveled? What do we do? Let's go into scripture because scripture is always the nicest place to start something. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 2. Some of you don't even know that Habakkuk is in the Bible, but it's there. That's why I said write the notes so that you can, you can go in there. Rev, you should have changed your slide, please. Who is handling? You should have changed your slide. Uh, okay, you can see it from that distance. Okay. The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Write the vision. Make it plain upon tables. When you say tables, they're like tablets, what they used to write on at that time. That he may run who readeth it. Write the vision. Listen, the truth of the matter is that very few of us will ever have a vision. Because when I say vision, I'm not talking about your vision of a a mosquito chasing you through the forest in the night. Uh Or you sleep and you dream that the parka crocodiles have come out and then they have just come loose and they are chasing people. No, 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 no. That's not the vision that I'm talking about. No. I'm talking about the kind of vision that makes you get up from somewhere and go somewhere else. Are you with me? It makes you go somewhere. You have a purpose. Suddenly you are seeing something and you go. That's the vision. That's the vision. And so after God has spoken to somebody, he tells the person to write the vision. Why? Because most of us do not have it. What does that mean? For example, we win souls because they say, he who wins souls is wise, isn't it? We are Christians, you must win a few souls. But the person who has a vision for a hundred million souls is one. So in that vision, the rest of us find our vision. Are you understanding it? So write the vision. After writing the vision, make it plain. The people who make it plain are quite a number. That's why you should, you should grow up to be somebody who can really divide the words in the books well. The vision is in the books. It's all over the place. Are you in the house? Some of you are like, oh, media, I don't like reading. And these books, they are just ministry-related books. It's not true. Mm. It's because you don't know the books. They are for life and for ministry. Anything that is true of ministry is also true of life. Are you seeing it? So you are here, you cannot pay your fees. How you pay your fees is in a book. It's in a book. But you are busy writing letters to your uncle. And calling him, calling him. And saying that, eh, this is my uncle, he doesn't like me. Meanwhile, it has been made plain for you. Are you there? But, there is somebody, when he gets hold of the vision, the person will run. May you catch hold of a vision tonight that will make you run. When they say it makes you run, it makes you active. It makes you do things quickly. Are you with me? It makes you do things with a passion. That's what it means that he may run 
who readeth it. When you read the thing, you take off. I don't know whether you have ever watched some of these, um, what do you call them? There are these athletic programs where you, you stop at one place, then you read. It gives you a direction. Based on the direction that you have read, you continue to the next one. Are you seeing it? You read quickly, then you continue. And that is how our lives with God are. Very few of us, we wake up and then from the word go. You know that as for you, dear, this is your life story. Or you know it already. Please, if you know it already, tell us so that you pray for all of us. That we also see. But most of us, it's not like that. As we are moving, our, our life is unfolding for us. It's almost like we stand at a certain point. We read something. Something is made plain to us somewhere. Then we run with it for a while. You read, get to another place. However, between the person who writes and the one who runs, it must be a sender. Otherwise, how will it reach there? How will it reach there? Hey. Are you in the house? Uh, because I'm not saying I see you receive it, so you want to visit me with quietness. I will not mind you crying. Eh, I wonder. Don't worry, I didn't come here to make you happy. No, I came to make you happy, but not to make you jumping happy. Uh-huh. So you'll be happy by the end. Don't worry. Don't worry at all. Hallelujah. Is this thing, can we find it anywhere else in the scripture? Let's go to Revelation chapter 1 and verse 11. I am the Alpha and the Omega. When God starts to give you his credentials, he's saying you better understand that I'm the one qualified to tell you what I'm telling you. So he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. What thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches. And it goes on. What you have seen, write it in a book and send it. So, uh, gentlemen, I will throw something at you. I'm watching. Shall I keep walking? My things are coming. That's why. Invent my force. You are about to see something. Your eye is not yet red. When it red, your eye is not yet red. Hey, are you here? It says read. Many of you don't read. Yeah, when they say read, you say oh me men packing kind. When you say men packing kind, let me tell you what you are saying. You see, when somebody says I don't like medicine, what they are saying is I like sickness. Who drinks medicine for fun? Who is walking around saying, I like medicine, medicine, come, be, come, come, be. I like injections, let me bring my, who, who, who? It's not a liking, it's a situation that has come upon you. And when you look at it, if I don't take this medicine, that thing will not go now. But those of you who don't like taking medicine, you walk around it. Around, 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 around. Then we'll be here. Then your chief will get a, a, a message. So, so and so has come to collapse in the class. Next time, tell them to be there. It's because you get somebody to run. That's why when you should have taken the medicine, you are sitting there saying, I, I don't like medicine. No, we don't drink medicine because we like medicine. We drink it because we need it. That's all. So there are many things in life we do because we have to do them. Who, who brushes their teeth because they like it? Stand up and let me see. We brush our teeth because teeth are to be brushed. Simple. 
Or woke up this morning and said, I, I, I like brushing my teeth. I, I like it. I like brushing my teeth. So, uh, give me one, let's see, one strip of Colgate, one of Pepsodent, and one of, what again? What? Pepsodent. Okay, they should ask Sensodyne one strip because I like brushing my teeth. Brushing, brushing, brushing. Who does that? Ask your neighbor who does that. Don't you just wake up in the morning and whatever it is that you use to brush your teeth, you brush your teeth. That's all. That's exactly how reading is. It's not a matter of liking. We read because we must read. Some of you, your lives are some way because you don't read. Uh, your school, what, do you, what grade do you have? Is it GPA or CW? What, GPA. Many of you, that low GPA is reading you don't like to read. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Many of you are like me. You see, I don't like reading subjects. I like math. I like... When you are about to work math, if you like, don't read the question. If you like. And let's see what you'll be working. Am I talking to some people in the house? So when you say I don't like reading, what you are saying is I like failing. That's what you are saying. Yeah. I am also happy to tell you that the part of the world where people read, it they rule over those who don't read. Yeah. Any nation that you go that you see that the people read. They are, not of, they are a wealthier nation. We, we don't read. It's true. Even the phone in your pocket. You didn't read the manual. This TV screen you have come to hang behind me. You put it there by... Let's try. You didn't look for any manual to open it and see what... Yeah. We didn't do. We didn't do. We didn't do. Hey. Is it true or is it not true? Those who read, they will always be above those who don't read. In, whether in the classroom, whether in the house, wherever you are. Yeah. There are some jobs, if you don't read, you cannot have that job. The jobs that we respect, we say that this is a major job. They have to read. You are sitting in a bank, then they brought you a check. You didn't read the check and you cashed it. Oh, please. Your, your exit is coming fast. You go to jail because you didn't read the thing well. Or oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. A certain man I knew, when he goes to sign the check, he'll sign it. Then, if the thing is, if, if it is um, IRS, that's the, he's supposed to pay the check IRS, he would have opened an account which will say J. I-R-S-T. So after he sends the check and the boss has signed it, then he'll bring it back. R-J and R-T and go to the bank with it and pay it into his account. Because he knew that the person who is sitting in the box, because they know him, they will not read. All the checks, when you take it, you can see that somebody else wrote the I-R-S and somebody else wrote the J and the T. When they found it, do you think the person kept their job? Can you say, oh, I didn't know? What do I mean? Some of you, you are failing because you don't read. 
Yeah. That's why I'm not even talking about church. I'm just talking about general life. General life. You have things that could have done far better than they are doing. But you didn't read. For example, when you got your phone, they told you that charge it for 24 What? How many hours? 24. 24 hours. Where did you see the 24 hours? Where did you see it? Did you open the manual and it told you 24 hours? Or it told you 12 hours? They say Now we cannot get you online because my, my phone, eh, it is for the battery is for it's not working. My phone, this and this and this, because you did not read. You killed the battery from day one. And that's why some of you, the problem of the phone, it is chronic every day. Because when you get a new one, you go and charge it again. Another. Because you didn't remove them. The, if you open the manual, the manual says charge battery till four. That's what it says. Till four. But you, you are still walking 19 when the first batteries came out and then they'll say put it on charge and leave it, you know. We left that place long ago but you don't know. Because you didn't read. Some of you, your Christianity is like that. Hey, there's a story our father tells if you remember it. Uh, these people at the back, they are who? Are they media people or they are Asian people, they're media people. Uh, don't know and become unspiritual like many media, technical, Asian people. Busy about nothing. Hey! The story is told of a man who was traveling from one place to the other by boat. The boat was going to take three weeks to cross the water. After buying his ticket, he had no more money. And so he decided that it means he can't buy food on the boat. So he took some, I used to tell the story, you see the actual story, the man took cabin biscuits. But most of you under the age of 30, you have never seen a cabin biscuit. So let us say he took Gary, because Gary you know. Cabin biscuit is a type of biscuit. Are you with me? A type one, a type. Very hard, very dry, very, in fact, tasteless. Yeah. No sugar, almost no sauce, no nothing. I don't know what they made it for. When we were children, they used to torment our lives with having biscuits. Ah. In fact, anyway, so the man said he's taking this carving biscuit for the three weeks. He'll be eating small, small when he's hungry. Eat small, drink water. Eat small, drink water. Eat small, drink water. like that. At least you survive. Time was going. He was eating a small, small. Losing weight because usually there's nothing you can eat for three weeks like that. You just eat. You can't. Losing weight. Finally, the last day of the whole uh, journey had arrived. He went to the top of the ship, the top floor like that. And standing there admiring the, um, the shore coming. And while he was standing there, he was joined by a man who was a waiter in one of the restaurants in the shop. In the ship. And so as the man said, so the Oh, sir, I, I've never seen you on this ship. I've never seen you in our restaurant. Why? You don't like our food. You don't eat our food. The man said, Oh, no. It's not that. Hmm. But when I came on board, actually, I used all my money to buy my ticket. So I couldn't buy any food. The waiter said, 
Uh, um, uh, you, you, you say what? Huh? You say what? The waiter said, did you carry your ticket? He said, at the bottom of the ticket, it says, all expenses inclusive. Your ticket contains your, trans- your transportation, breakfast, lunch, and supper. The man had not read. Some of us, our breakfast is in a book Bishop Dark has written. You say you won't read. Your lunch is in another one. Your supper is in a third. Your future business is in a fourth. But you didn't read. Wow. Are you there? Are you understanding why we become passionate about what we do? Revelations 1 verse 11 says that what you see, write it in a book. Are you there? Write it in a book. It has been written, oh. It's left who will send it. It's left who will send it. That's why I'm taking my time and going through the scriptures. Are you tired already? I've told you what to do when you are tired. Just stand. A camp is training ground. Some of you, if you had known it was camp, you wouldn't come. But a camp trains you. It gives you some Yeah. Some of you who are reading only two hours, it's kappa you don't have. So when you go to the lectures and the sun beats you small, beats you, beats you small, then Charlie, I am mad. You come and sit down, you read small, then, and then that's it. But when you come to a camp, some kappa, it's developed. Jeremiah chapter 36. Are you understanding the word of God so far? In the book of Jeremiah chapter 36, you see the same thing. I'm just showing it to you because I need you to understand that it's in the Bible. Verse 2. The Lord was talking to Jeremiah. Take the book and write all the words that I have spoken to you against Israel and against Judah. And against the nations. Are you seeing it? Because why? It may be that the house of Judah will hear all the evil which I purpose to do unto them. That they may return every man from his evil way. Verse 4. Then Jeremiah called Baruch the son of Neriah. And Baruch wrote from the mouth of Jeremiah all the words of the Lord that he had spoken unto him upon a book. Verse 5. And Jeremiah commanded Baruch saying... I am constrained. I cannot go into the house of the Lord. Therefore, you go and read the book which you have written from my mouth. The words of the Lord in the ears of the people of the Lord's house on the day of of fasting. Verse 7. It may be they will present their supplication before the Lord and will return everyone from his evil way. Amen. What is this scripture saying? Jeremiah, I have said something to you. What I have said to you, write it. Write it. So Jeremiah realized that even the writing, he wasn't going to help him to put it together. Any book that you see, many people have come to help to put it together. Are you there? Then he was told to take it to the church and read it. And Jeremiah realized that he couldn't go. He said, I'm constrained. Something has held me up. That's why Bishop couldn't be here today. If he's here today, he can't be at Good Friday tomorrow. So he's here. Take it and read it. 
Go and read it to the people. That's why I'm saying that senders are needed. Tonight I came looking for senders. I said, I came looking for who? People who would take the message, believe it, and send it. Amen. Because remember, somebody's future is in it. Yeah. They may run that readeth it. Amen. So he went to read it. And again, it was so that just hoping that somebody would take the thing, read it, and there will be a change. And you know, <laughs> let me be very honest with you. We have been in this work for some time. As a rule, we don't like to go to UD churches. When we say UD churches, who is a UD church? First Love, Lighthouse, Mega Church, Nakazwa. We don't like going to you. <clears throat> Why don't we like coming to you? Why do you think? As for convention, we like coming, but our books, we don't like coming to you. Why don't we like coming to you? Oh, you are very quiet, oh. Now, I don't know you as quiet people. Why do you think we don't like coming? Eh? Why do you think we don't like coming? Because the children of Bishop Dag are always complaining. The book, it is expensive. The book, you are always waiting to be given a free book which you never read. Yeah. So those of us who work with the book and we can see the life in it, we don't like coming to you. We prefer to go to other non-lighthouse churches who don't have, but who suddenly value it. I told you. I showed you the picture. We should have taken a video of the stampede when I put 26 Macarius there. I'm not talking about a wealthy church. I said the church is like a first love church, like this. Uh, it was about 75 to 80% students. And the rest of the 25% were workers. It was a stampede. Because their pastor is a follower of Bishop Dag. So they have listened to his camps. They value it. That's what we did. I came to tell you it's time to change you. We are not doing well. We are not doing well. Really and truly we are not doing well. People are reading the books and becoming fat. Hey, Martin, one of our missionaries, he took the book, Mega Church, and gave it to a friend of his in the town where he was. And the man used the mega church alone to build his church. And so he had 8,000 people there. So one day when he went to visit his friend who has now got 8,000 members, the friend asked him that, ah, there's something I don't understand. You brought me the book. I've used it. I've built my church. Why is your church only 40 people? If the room has become silent on me again, should I pack my things and start going? Whether I stay or I go, what I'm saying, you know that it's true. You know that it's true. You know that you have played the fool with the books. When they brought the macarius, you are waiting for them to dash it to you. You shouldn't, you see, when it's dashed to you, you don't, you don't, what do you do with it? You just put it there. But when you have taken your money, we work with the books. If it is people who have free books, it should be us. But we buy our books. We buy it. We buy it. Yeah. That's why we are anointed and you are still looking for an anointing. Mercy. Hey. The church is quiet again on me. Don't worry. I came with my own shouting and my own amen inside. I don't need yours to keep preaching. Yeah. I brought my own supply. Yeah. But what I'm saying is really real. 
Children of Edo, Bishop, that's children, you are not serious. We are not serious, but we have come to you because the senders must be the children of the writer. Jeremiah didn't go and stand on the street and call a passerby. Come, write, and go and read it. It was Baruch who was with him there. Yeah. Let me even come a little closer. First, love, we say that he's our pastor, director. Who should go? But we have to chase you to do podcasts. When you do the podcast, we have to chase you to listen. We have to convert it into something so that it's even smaller. We put it on your phone. Still, you don't listen. The books you have is only the ones you are given free. Don't dare me. If you dare me, I'll give you a book right now. You give me a summary. I'll just take a book out right now. If I call one of you right now, just list for me seven of the new books in Macario 60. We shall see something here. You just chew granules here. You just chew granules because you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know. Repentance must come upon us. Yeah. Because as we move around, we are seeing churches becoming strong and healthy. And moving as they read the books. And then we are seeing our own siblings in weakness and foolishness. And what they are asking you about is in a book. How many of you are Bacenta leaders? Let me see your hand. Bacenta leaders. Now they are afraid to put their hands up. You are walking around with your chest out. That's right, Bacenta. I said, how many of you are Bacenta leaders? Let me see your hand. Good. How many of you have got a Bacenta that is at least 55? Let me see. In number. What I just said in Gaza, then you are, but you have been striking your chest that you have a center leader. When you come into the room, you expect that a chair should have been reserved for you. Yeah. Hey. Hey, so did you just come to insult us? You haven't heard insults yet. I'm now getting, look, I'm now warming up. I'm now warming up. As I'm now warming up. Yeah. We are the ones when we go to when that is preaching. When they say it's amazing, they say it's amazing. When we say it's wonderful, they say it's wonderful. Today I have come to challenge your hot air. You are a bag of empty hot air. If it is amazing, you better have something amazing in your belly to produce for us now. Hot air. Hot air. Shading. Not in the inside. Uh, you want, I, uh, somebody is daring me. Did I leave my macaros? Is any of these ones opened? I was just going to remove one book and call one random center leader and say, just, just talk to us from one chapter in this book. Yeah. The books are here for you to prosper. 
Some of you, every day, you are looking for deliverance. Every day, something is happening. Every day, I can't go to my village. I'm afraid of my auntie. This and that and that and that. But your father has written a book. It is called Know Your Invisible Enemy. You have not read. He has written another one. Demons and how to deal with them. You have not read. He's giving you another one. Wise as serpents to show you how to maneuver out. You haven't read it. That's why you'll be walking around giving your money to random prophets who are passing up and down selling yellow oil and blue oil and red oil for 500 cities and you'll be paying it and when you finish paying you are still afraid and you are still under bondage and you are still troubled. Hey, Charlie. Hmm. Allow me that. Hmm. This woman, I don't like her at all. I didn't come for you to like me. I have not been, I, have, I don't have any mandate from God to go around getting people to like me. If it was an issue of liking, I would have stayed just where I am. Yeah. Because my church, oh, I like them and they like me too. Mm. Mm. Even here, I have those who like me and who I like. I have them. Mm. Mm. So it's not for liking. I came to tell you, wake up. I came to speak to somebody here. Somebody whose head is not working. Somebody who is here, you are feeling sorry for yourself. Some of you, you have taken possession of poverty. And you have held it like your personal property. And everything that is said, you are there saying, I don't have money. I don't have money. When I arrived here today, I was told by your chief that on campus, if he doesn't give you a bus to come, you will not come. I said, do they pay for the bus? They said, no. I said in who have who has given him money to be paid for your bag? Today they let me talk. Sit down so I can see the people who are sit down. Mm. You have taken you you must ah God. Somebody should pay your transportation to church. Because of what? You and poverty had a discussion and you have made it your your, your companion. I've come to face you well. Somebody must pay for you to come to the place where you receive blessings. No wonder you are poor. No wonder. And the poverty will not move from there. Pastor, have you come to curse us? I don't need to curse you. You have done it yourself. You have done it yourself. I cannot believe it. It is one thing to say, oh, when I got my I've been trying, I've been trying. This week I'm short. That's a different thing from sitting there, living your life, and expecting that somebody, a student like yourself, should be paying your bill to here. Shame on you. Shame on you. Oh, eh, oh but they have been collecting offerings. You know what you have been putting in those offerings? You know, I say you know what you have been putting in those of you now you know. Your one thing, what are we supposed to do with it? Your five, what are we supposed to do with it? Ha, Fifty persons. Oh here, no, oh, here, go. Shame on you. It's paining me that you don't speak God. And today I'll face you in my mother tongue and known that I'm okay. You have done as if when you were coming, poverty you, you, you put it in a bag and it was given to you. You have collected it. You child of God, you have collected it. You have collected it. Is there not a book called Name It, Claim It, and Take It? You don't own it. Uh-huh. That's why you don't have. 
And you are sitting there thinking that somebody owes you a living. That is the characteristic of everybody who lives in a slum. Everybody who lives in a slum thinks that somebody owes them a living. Hey, chief me, I don't know about you, but as for my church, I told them, if you won't pay, sit down. Me, I will preach like a house on fire. The people who hear, they'll be blessed. Those who come, if you won't come, it's your damn business. And the church has grown larger. I don't know what you're about here. Mm. If I had Cain, I'd have beaten you today. Starting with your Bacenta leaders who can sit down there and come and tell us that you are bringing people and you can't pay for them. And you cannot collect money. It's because you don't want to look funny, that's all. But if you knew what you were about, if you knew what you were about, what we want to do, we do. Or you have not discovered it. Is there anybody who wants to go home when the campus ends who doesn't go and who dies here? Have you seen anybody who has finished school after fourth year? They, are, they have died here because they couldn't go home. They wanted to go. They managed to go. Even if they were walking, they would have reached. You because I came, I tell you. You because I came. I know you are around. You so when I arrived here, I said, <laughs> I, I, I don't understand this language. Excuse me. A student in Navrongo, a student in uh, where? Tamale, a student in Yangbala, a student in UCC. What was the difference? What is the difference? You don't want to live by faith. That's what it is. What's the difference? I also have church members. We pray down their school fees. I also have church members who I have, but they are students like you. My chief elder for three years, she did her masters. The cost of the masters, not her accommodation, not her food. The cost of her masters was eighteen thousand two hundred dollars a day. She entered to do it without one person, without one backing, without a job. Her father told her, "I'm retiring. I cannot pay." Her brother couldn't help her. She had no job. She entered. She finished without one debt, without one person, because she has read a book you refuse to read. And some of you, when you read the book, you don't apply it. No, no, allow me to talk. Allow me to talk. Inebriasem. Allow me to talk. Because the medicine for your sickness is in a book. But you said, I will not read it. That's why you are hungry. Revelation chapter 10. God sent an angel. The Bible says that the angel was clothed in a cloud. The Bible says that his face was like the sun. On his hair, his head was a rainbow. His hair was like a rainbow. His legs were pillars of fire. That's an angel, a proper angel. I thought that he would be coming to you. He'll come and stand with you and he'll give you money. That's what you have been hoping for. But in Revelation 10 and verse 2, the Bible says that in his hand he held a little book. Until John, and the Bible, it goes on, verse 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. He says nothing to John. Verse 8. Somebody, a voice of heaven, tells John, go for the book. When he went and he took the book, as soon as he took the book, the angel spoke. Some of you, your deliverance that you are looking for is in a book. Till you get it, you'll be there.
That's why tonight I'm bored. That's why tonight I'm bored. I bore cry. This young lady, when she goes, she shouldn't come back inside. She should go outside. Are you here? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. It's time to stop fooling. It's time to stop fooling. Because you haven't read the book, you think you know what is in it. But you don't know. Seto, we'll have to open one of them. Hmm. I'm sure some of you are wondering that, Mami, where did I sleep that I've come here tonight? God brought you. You are under house arrest by the Lord. Yeah. Some of you, if you will listen to what we are saying tonight, something will change in your life. Yeah. Hmm. Some time ago, I was doing this some work. It wasn't working. And I was looking for an answer. This is the book that the Lord gave me. After my quiet time, I was sitting there. I opened the book. And this is what I saw. It said, Diligence is the persistent and relentless effort by an individual to solve a problem, to overcome difficulty, and to accomplish great things. To solve a problem. Percenta leader. You need money to bring your people to solve a problem. Is it not a problem? Mm-hmm. To overcome difficulty. Is it not a difficulty when you have stubborn people like yourselves who also feel that they shouldn't pay to come to church? Is it not a difficulty? Uh-huh. But you want to achieve great things. Here's an answer. Diligence. I took the book. If I show you my first copy of this book, I have underlined every word. I ate the book. I'm still here. I solved my problem. You'll be sitting looking for somebody to solve it. Yeah. Because we'll be here one day when we'll hear that the church has gone to a halt. Oh yeah. Right now you are running in a deficit. Clearly. Because the money is not there. So every Sunday, something, 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 somebody must stand on his head, pray, and let it work. You are there. And the battle you don't win now, you will face it again. Later. Later. Yeah. Later. If you allow to take you through this time of your life, when it's only you, and he teaches you how to survive as a believer, how to call down money as a believer, how to pay bills when you have no money as a believer, it's all in the books. When he teaches you now, when you become an adult, it's the same lesson. Oh yeah, I'm building my church. I'm a first love church. I'm extending my church. Recently, Bishop asked me, how? I said, Bishop, if Every best one we get from every convention, we put it inside. Yeah. And we're building it. It is moving slowly, slowly, as if it will never finish. But one day, I will send you an invite. Come to the launch of our new cathedral. I will send it to you. Yeah. But it didn't start today. It did not start today. It started when I was your age. Believe in God. And you have somebody. In our day, we didn't even have everything put into a book. You have it there. Take it book by book. Please bring me name it, claim it. Ah, tonight today I want to beat Buddhist children. Oh, I came because of you. I came because of you, la. Half of this book is confessions. Half. Hmm. People are quiet. So if you are like, why did I come today? God brought you by your ears. 
Hmm. What you cry? Hmm. Confessions for cancelling debt. Some of you, oh, oh. I said some of you, oh, oh. How to pay your debt is here. The confession that you wake up to say every day, but child of Bishop Dike, what milk? You won't bother. I was standing in a bank and I was holding this book. Most of the banks have, um, what do you call it? They have um, morning devotion. So we'll go there, then we'll share, then we'll put the books there. When I picked this book, Rev, the manager of the bank, I was about to just introduce, normally I'll just say something, two, three minutes. Then I said, wait, 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 that's for this book, I have to say it myself. Then he said he got a copy of this book. And he read from this book that power, there's a, there's a, a portion that, is, that talks about tongue power. And it says the power of life and death is in your tongue. Then it goes on to talk about confessions. So he said he read it. He said at that time, he had moved his family from rented premises to uh, uh, his own house. But they had no light. He said when he looked at where the um, last year, where he would have to bring the poor from and the number of poles, he realized that he didn't have enough money. So, he was wondering. So when he read this book, he said after his quiet time, every day, he'll come and stand outside and he will confess. I have light. There is light in my house. Everything is going well in my house. I have light. He said, after a few days of this confession, an idea came into his mind. Many of you are waiting from, for gold to come from heaven. I don't know whether it is the golden stool or what you are looking for. But many times, the solution to the problem is an idea. And when God gives you the idea, then you say, oh, I'm not sure it was God. Maybe it was my mind, your mind. If you will learn it from me today, your mind, it doesn't work. Now I'm telling you something. I'm not insulting you. I'm telling you something. This is a truth I accepted for myself. Do you understand? That me, I don't think. Do you understand? I don't think. So when the idea comes, I can see that it's not me. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You see, my husband, he's a serious thinker. He can think. So maybe that's how come I know I don't think. Because I can see that I've made a decision. He, by the time he's making a decision, he knows the pros, the cons, the ins, the outs. The outs. So I just say, I don't think. So when the thing comes, I know that, ah, it is God. The man got one of those ideas. What was the idea? The idea was that everybody who has land, plot, you know, half house, foundation, from his house to that place, he should find every owner and talk to them. Please. We need to bring the poles. We need to bring the poles. This is the cost. This is our number. If everybody gives... He said, I've got light. He said, I have light in my house. Then he took the book. He said, because of this book, I have light. That man had 26... um, What do you call it? Staff. He himself. He himself. He bought 26 copies that morning. He said, everybody in staff, one by one by one must get. He had become a sender. Somebody who, he's not a lighthouse, he doesn't go to a lighthouse church. But we must beg you to buy the book with your solution. Hey! Are you still my friend? I thought you said, I thought you said the books. Eh... 
is only about ministry. I, I thought that's what you said. Your school fees is ministry, you see. Your food that you eat is ministry. I am not saying the books are not for ministry. I'm saying that it is for life and ministry. Life and ministry. Turn to your neighbor and say life and ministry. Tell your neighbor, we have not closed yet, so we have not closed. <laughs> and in fact, we are not closing now. Open your Bible, Revelations chapter 5. Some of you, when you are coming to church, even Bible cry, you won't carry and bring. Revelations chapter 5. Let me show you something here. I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book. Are you seeing it? Written and on the backside, within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. Verse 5. And one of the angels said to me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Amen. Are you here? Are you still here? Powerful. The writer of the book is telling us something. He said he saw a book, but the book had seven seals. What's a seal? Closing it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And for some reason, for some reason, he wept. And he wept because he said nobody could open it. Then they came and told him that a certain uh, lamb on the throne can open it. Now, what am I saying to you? Sometimes you can read a book cover to cover, you won't understand it. You won't get anything that's inside. And he said that there was nobody worthy to open it. So it means that you must be a certain type of person to open it. Who better than a child of the writer? I said, who better? Than a child of the writer. Yeah. Who better? But other people are breaking off, opening the seals and talking. We are here. We are here. And we don't understand why they say that we should be preaching from Brad Power. I Me, mean, I don't even have the book. I don't know why they say I should preach Brad Power. I have my own revelation. You have your word. Buy aluminium foil. Put your revelation inside. Roll it. Put it in your back pocket. Mm. <laughs> But why was the guy crying? Let's look at something. Are you ready to go to Revelation chapter 6? In Revelation chapter 6, finally they start to open the seals. When he broke the seals in the first one, he says that as soon as they opened the seal, a revelation came forth. In that revelation, they understood that, hey, somebody is coming to conquer us. Are you there? Then they said the second seal in the book was broken. When it was broken, no, they said, hey, war has been declared on the earth. 
Somebody came, they broke the third seal. When they broke the third, third seal, they said, Hey, famine has come, there is no food. Are you there? All this was just coming one after the other, one after the other. Pam, fourth seal broken. When he broke the fourth seal, what was there? What was there? Death had come. What am I saying? As the book opened and they began to break the thing and understand it, they began to see that the world was going into a certain warfare. Some of you, your life is going into a certain warfare. But if you had opened a book and read it, and the seal was broken, you would have seen the war coming ahead of time. Are you in the house? For instance, most of you will marry. Most of you will marry. There are two books. This one is for everybody. This one is only for those going to ministry. If you are not going to ministry, this one is not for you. Yeah. Are you there? If you read this book when it was time, it will give you a pot that you need. You will not run your house and your marriage how your father did. Your father made mistakes because he didn't know. Your mother made mistakes because she fell inside. I mean, she didn't have access to what you have access to. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. But as you open the book and you read it. Recently, I was in my house one morning when a young wife, she was a student. In fact, she was a student in my church. She stayed, then she got married. Are you there? And she's still there. She told me that her husband said he's leaving. I said, huh? What does that mean? So I called the guy and he said, I said, no, no, no. I didn't ask for explanation. Ask for quarrel between husband and wife. I mean, you have a right. If you don't quarrel, there's a problem. So it's okay. <laughs> then I said, but you know. You know. Then he answered. He said, he knows because he learned from here. There are some things you never say. One of them you never say. You divorce. You never say it. I told him that thing. He better go and rewind that, remove that seat. I told him, everybody I know who has said it, they are divorced. But what had made him correct himself? I didn't have to talk. He had read the book. He had read the book. So as he was sitting in the trial going to work, he suddenly remembered, I've been told something. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I said, you better go and remove that seed you have planted this morning. But you got married, but you didn't do that. You didn't read it well. Because you thought you were reading it for somebody. Yay. Mm. Shababu. Mm. Oh, I'm not talking to you. Yeah. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. If you read this book, you would have understood that the beloved who you are already kissing and holding and touching in places where you shouldn't touch. You will know already that, that that relationship, I better break it. From reading. From reading. From reading. Wow. The church is becoming very quiet and nice. Just from reading. Yeah, just from reading. And you just organize yourself and, and, and sort yourself out. Some of you inside your home, you have not seen proper marriage before. Yeah. Because of where you are from, because of background. Now you are going into your own. How do you know what to do? Is it not something you read? 
Then when you read and you practice, then you see people practice. Uh-huh, then you say, save that in your house. But you are then saying that, oh, we are in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. What can happen? I'm in love. You are in love. You are in love. Do you think the people who divorced, they were not in love? They were in love. And there's the odor, it had sought more than yours. Yeah. It was a proper order. Push your neighbor and say it was a proper order. Hmm. But they didn't have the knowledge. You see, I'm happy to do All oh, this is not part of what I was going to do. But I'm happy to do it to show you. When I say that your life is in the books, I'm happy to show it to you. You plan to be a pastor. You say you won't read this one. You are a lady. You're going to marry. You say you are in the ministry. He's in the ministry. You won't read it. We shall hear of you. Mm. Because the things that are written in this book, when you read it, you are like, ha! Because you are inside. Your description is inside. But when you read it, you see, you read it and then you begin to cure yourself before the problem comes. By the time you are in your house, as if there was never a problem. But it was from immunization. Thank you very much, Pastor Paul. You have received the vaccine. So when you see the thing, you say, ah, this is what, ah, this is what I, okay, okay, okay. Put your hands together for the Lord. And that's why I'm saying that break the seal or break the seal. When you take your time and you read it and you break your seal, you can see what is coming. You can see what is coming. You can see what is coming. Recently, a young lady sent me a text. She said that there's this young man. Every time the guy comes around as if he wants them to start a relationship and so forth. But he will not also move forward and come say it well and conclude. And any time she talks to him, he'll say that, oh, his parents are bringing him some other girl. And so he has to conclude with his parents on that one. But any time that they have a quarrel, then he goes to take the picture of the other girl and puts it there. When I read that thing, I said, child, child, please. Please, please, please. I mean, you, you and I know that. Is, is he serious? Is the, is the guy serious? Ah, is the guy serious? It's something she has not read. <laughs> it's something she has not read. That's why she's walking around. Open my back, please. My what's That's why she's walking around saying that, oh, the guy loves her. He loves her. I said, no, he doesn't like you at all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you understanding a little bit? I said, are you understanding a little bit? And are you seeing why you must go and get the books and read them and eat them and let it enter into you? Hallelujah. Amen. I said, amen. Powerful. All right. So let me take you to why we came and then we'll have a five minute break. Now when we have this break, all those who are sleeping at the back, I want you to release them to go home. They are disturbing my flow. They don't need to be here. It doesn't apply to them. It's not for them. Is that okay? Oh, not out of anything. So that those who are left who are serious can actually get what they need to get. Okay? And it's, it's extra. When you are calling a meeting, because you didn't know what I was coming to say. So when you are, now that you know, you can sift through. Powerful. Okay, the next slide. 
Now, so let me bring you to why we came. Why did we come? We came because a few weeks ago, our father mandated us to introduce the Macarius ministry to people, which is what we'll be doing in the next session. Is that okay? But he also asked us to raise three kinds of people. In the Macarius ministry, the lowest level are the disciples. Who are the disciples? These are people who just believe in daddy's books. They read them, so anytime something is happening, that there will be books, and say, oh, I can, I can volunteer, I can do something, I can do a little bit. Are you with me? I can do this part, I can help. These are disciples. Most of the time they're doing other things, but they'll just come with a bit of energy and so forth and get things moving. The second group, so I'm hoping that tonight we'll raise some disciples. Amen? Please, you should be on the other slide by now. The second group of people that I'm hoping that we can raise tonight are volunteers. Who are the volunteers? The volunteers are people who are disciples. They don't live from it. But they are more into it. So, for example, if this church had a volunteer, the person will not need to be told by chief to come and put up a book stand. The person will put it up. Are you getting me? The person will come with their own ideas. Oh, chief, the way we are having all night, if I put the books outside, it will help. The way we are having a convention, if I put it, it will help. I hear that um, 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 Reverend Eastwood has a program. I want to go there and ask whether I can put that. That's a volunteer. The person herself or himself is generating the activities that causes the books to move. Are you there? Then the last one, the Macarius ministers. Usually a volunteer who stays in it for a long time becomes a Macarius minister. Those are people like us who, that's what we do for a living. That's what we do for a living. We live from what we do. We live from what we do. Are you seeing it? So this one there is like the books that tell it is our life. Amen? As I'm moving forth from the books, you can see that it's not just I've read it and I'm going away. It's inside. It's inside. The reason why I take the book and I hold it and show it to you is because if I just talk to you, say I'm taking it from the sky. That's why I hold the book. So I show it to you that one is in your room. But I don't need to hold the book to tell you what is in it. I can stand right here today and I can preach to you from name it, claim it, from chapter one. And I can show you the confessions for traveling. Instead of you calling somebody, open your the thing as you are traveling, confess it to yourself. Confessions, how to do well in school. How to get your business to do. It's all in the book there. It's all. Push your neighbor and say it's in a book. I said push your neighbor and say it's in a book. Wow. Is it working? Powerful. So this is what has brought us all the way to, um, to Navrongo today. Amen. Now, I have another segment I need us to go through tonight. But I want us to take a few minutes break. And I want us to do a few things during that break. The first thing that is going to happen is that during the break, each of you here, you're going to, where's your registration form? Is it ready? It's where? Okay, so under the tree outside, there are forms there. I want you to register that you came to this camp. Is that okay? Are you there? <laughs> I'm also a woman under authority. 
I will also go back and report that I came for the camp in Avrongo. This number of people came. Are you getting it? And we don't just count. We write the names because the names show that it's not just a ghost. You know how sometimes people that you go to them, when you count the, the chairs are 65, but they say 200 people came to church. The others were ghosts. <laughs> uh-huh. So just to make sure that there are no ghosts. Is that okay? So you write your name there. You get some water. You drink it. The truth is that it is not an all night. Are you with me? But we put camp there because we want our minds to be a little... You see, if it was convention, by now I should be closing. But I have to take you through one more session. Are you seeing it? I need you to go through one more session. All those who are sleeping need to go home. And they are disturbing our flow. We have come... It is a normal sorting out. Normally what will happen is that at this point we might break. Then you come back. So they don't come. That group. Then those who come to the next session... I bet I want to hear what's next. To hear what's Know exactly what the work is so that I'll know if I'm interested in doing some. Are you there? So, write it over there. When you come back, we have a short video that will show you a very short presentation. Um, what else were we supposed to do in the break? Okay. Powerful. So, you use the washroom... Wash your face, get ready for one more session, and then we'll be out of here. Is it a good idea? Are you annoyed with us? All right, then you want to stand to your feet. Hold on, hold on. Reverend Eric has a message for you. Mommy has given a very powerful announcement. Now what I want to say is that those of you in UDS, students, students, university students, Mommy came all the way here because of you. So even though she has opened the door, that if you want to go and sleep, go. She is actually talking to these young spiritual people who love God and came and didn't know that it's about the books. Are you getting it? This, uh, I mean, our young people there. So for them, clearly, 